Hello and welcome to episode 39 of the Creative Waffle podcast. So on today's show, we have designer and illustrator Ben Stafford. He has worked for many huge corporations that you've definitely heard of, like National Geographic, ESPN and American Express. He thinks that pizza rolls are overrated and we should all act a bit more like Jim from the American office. And if you haven't seen the American office, definitely go and check it out. I think it's better than the English one. Just, uh, just saying. So let me know what you think of The Office down below in the comments and also what you think of this podcast with Ben. I hope you enjoy it. So thanks very much and I'll leave you with Ben Stafford. Hey, how's it going, Mark? Doing well, doing well. Um, I've had quite a few guests from Ohio, actually. Is, is, is it like a creative hub? Or like, what's the deal out there? Yeah, there, there's a lot of creative uh, people here in Ohio, especially uh, in Columbus, where I'm originally from. Uh, we've got a great uh, creative community there and I'm really proud to be from there. So Awesome, awesome. Is it, is it like typically known as being creative or not? Um, that's a good question. I think it's really, uh, gotten better at it. We do have a great, um, college, Columbus College of Art and Design. We've got the Ohio State University. Uh, we've got some great programs, some great, um, design communities there. So, uh, I think it's, it's getting better and better and I think it's getting more, uh, well known. Interesting. Interesting. Anyway, um, so I want to talk today a bit about, uh, obviously yourself and, and your background and then, uh, sort of Fox Meadow Creative and sure and uh, then i'll sort of throw in a few of the typical questions as well um so yeah f- so first of all could you, could you like give us a bit of a background like what happens where, where you're from and um like what is fox meadow creative as well sure my name is benjamin stafford and i'm originally from columbus ohio uh, my wife and i own our own business together it's fox meadow creative and we've been doing that now it's uh since 2011 but i didn't get on board full-time in 2013 uh, we both have agency backgrounds. We both were uh, art directors at different agencies in Columbus. And so it's really just taking what we've learned in, in those times and combining our knowledge. She's got strengths, and I've got strengths, and where I'm weak, she's strong. So usually with our efforts combined, we get a lot of stuff done. Um, so that's the design studio business. Uh, but I also illustrate, and um, that's one of our offerings, but I also illustrate freelance as well. Awesome. And I was listening to a podcast earlier um, with you talking about talking about your your wife and and how how you've started this agency with her and I think it's amazing. I mean, how how does that help? Does it help at all? Like in relationship terms, like do you, do you feel like a stronger bond because of that? Absolutely. You know, it's funny. She sits uh, right beside me all day, every day, and some married couples come up to me and say, "How do you do that?" And I just think it's it's really all about um, whether you feel comfortable enough doing that not every it's not meant for everybody uh she's my best friend we make it work we love working together but we also love each other so i think there's a lot of grace involved in that too but i think it's you know if you're strong uh if you have a strong communication bond with somebody uh which you should have in a marriage i think it would go smoothly in a business too so i feel like you get a lot of questions on this <laughs> <laughs> hey, shoot it, it, it doesn't matter like, do, do you generally get a lot of questions on this um occasionally yeah occasionally. yeah okay cool i mean so do you like do you obviously sit next to each other in an office and do you have like a set time what time as well like nine to five or we do nine to five uh we do have a daughter and she's almost four so she does take some of our time yeah. during the day usually whoever has the uh, hottest project gets to work uh and then the other one has to watch our daughter but she also naps and she also has playtime by herself so uh we try to squeeze in as much time uh together working as possible yeah, yeah, it's it's very it's very odd. I think you don't find this uh, set up very often uh, with a husband, wife, married team, uh, and a child. 
but we make it work. And, uh, you know, she just started preschool, so she's going there two, two days a week. So we do get a little bit more time. But So when you started out, first started out at like, this agency, um, how did you start to get working? How did you like build up from the ground? Sure. I think a lot of that is <clears throat> relationally. It's who we know, who we've met in the past 10 years since I've, we've been designers. Um, word of mouth is an excellent way to get business especially if clients uh, that you've treated well in the past say, hey, you know, I don't have any work for you, but I do know somebody else who could use your services. And that has been huge in our business. Uh, word of mouth is, I want to say, 100% of our business. Uh, we do get some inquiries here and there from emails, and we either turn them down or pass them on. Um, but really, relationally driven clients is the best form, I think. Cool. I think that's, is that, do, you th- do you think that's a lot of design agencies as well? Because I know from my personal view as well that that's exactly how i did a lot of my work yeah do you do a lot of social media stuff or is it literally just referrals i do personally uh under under my name ben stafford but you know my wife doesn't have social media um we used to have a fox meadow twitter account we didn't keep it active um so yeah it's really just me people get to know me online that's who i am in real life uh i like to be fun i like to be funny i like to be um Social, I love building up and encouraging other people, other designers. Um, I think it's a gift uh, that I've been given, so I want to give it freely. Um, I love other designers. I love uh, helping them out when they need it. If they have any questions, whether they're just starting out or uh, seasoned vets, uh, I want to help them out as much as possible. Awesome. We're all in this together. We're all in this together. You know, uh, Obviously, there's some competition involved, but let, let's, you know, you, you've heard the expression, a rising tide raises all ships and i think that's totally true in our business 100 percent, yeah definitely i think there's, there's this thing about being sort of more introverted as, as a designer as well and i think people that reach out and actually connect to others i think they do better better as a result of that um absolutely yeah it's like even with the podcast i've spoken to so many different people it's it's been a real been a real help to me as well to improve my, my knowledge and giving other people knowledge and just getting these other creatives out there um yeah it's, it's for sure useful. So let's talk about you yourself, um, the benillustrator.com, if you want to go and check it out. Yeah, so you've done a lot of work for like ESPN and, and like big brands as well. How does that sure. come about? Yeah, I think a lot of the same way. Uh, you put good work out there, um, you get noticed, you talk to other designers in the community, and some of these bigger uh, clients that I've had have come just relationally on Twitter. I'm on Twitter, I'm talking to other people. Some art director may see me talking to somebody that they know mm. and they think, oh, you know, I'll check this guy's work out. Oh, you know, this is good stuff. Let's let's try to hire him or let's save him for a, a job that we think he's a good fit for. So, yeah, I can't claim these as, as me reaching out, cold calling. Um, it's really just relationally uh, driven through Twitter or, you know, they might find my work uh, and they may reach out to me there. But um, I'd like to say it's all relational. I must show you're doing something right as well. You're obviously doing yeah. a good job. <laughs> Absolutely. I think, you know, if I'm on Twitter during the day and my wife says, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm on Twitter. I'm, I'm building relationships. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That's cool. That's cool. And obviously, uh, working with big brands, some people have the perception of it's really good and it makes a lot of money and stuff. How, how is it to work for them if you're allowed to tell us? Um, I, think it, I think the more people that can realize that big brands are the same as small brands as far as people uh, these are art directors that need to get jobs done and they hire you because they like your work, they think you're a good fit, but also because you're, you, uh, you care. 
I treat a lot of my smaller clients the same as I would ESPN or National Geographic or these other big names that I've done um, because it's the quality that matters. It's not the it's not the name. So I think even the smaller uh, smaller clients that I've had, I've produced better work uh, or higher quality work, um, and that that just drives uh, my uh, ability when I do work on those bigger brands. I know, hey, you know, I did this small brand and I love that work. Let's try to duplicate that for this big brand. When you say you try to, it's almost like step it up a level. Is that what you're trying to do with the bigger brands? Like saying, all right, this is a really big client. You sort of have to like double my effort. I think, I think, it's, I think it's the opposite. Oh, I think it's right. saying, hey, I, I have, no, and that's fine. I think I have the ability to work for these bigger brands. Let's step it up for these smaller brands. Right. right. Let's, let's put as much effort as you're putting into these bigger brands, into these smaller, lesser known. Um, and that'll just, like I said, rising tide, you know, raises all ships. Let's, let's get these smaller guys looking like they're, like they've been around for a while, that they know what they're doing. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, like so, I had a guest uh, on last week, and he was talking about um, his favorite quote, Radim Malinik, and uh, he said, um, "Miracles can happen on any size of wave." I don't know if that resonates with you, but it's yeah, it's absolutely like exactly what you just said. Really, it's great. Um, Good. So your illustration style. Let's talk about that for a second. Like, how, is that something that sure. came about naturally, or is that something you developed like with thinking? Definitely developed, and I think uh, I've only been illustrating now for I think um, three years. I mean, minus my whole life, I've been an artist. I've been drawing. I've been things like that, but not paid for uh, until about three years ago when I really started to think, man, I love illustration more than just about any other thing I've touched. Let's try to develop those skills and try to get better. And I think I think I've just grown um, tremendously throughout these past years, three years, um, trying to find a style. Uh, you know, I, I do work a lot with geometric shapes. I work a lot with symmetry. I look. I work a lot with uh, textures, as as a lot of people have known me for. Um, bright, saturated color palettes. Um, I think that all just comes along with what I what I like seeing myself. You know, I love seeing geometric stuff that Jay Fletcher does. I love seeing bright color palettes. I like seeing um, symmetry. So I think the things that I'm attracted to, I try to replicate myself. So. Awesome. That's, like you say, JP Fletcher, and he gets some amazing, amazing work. Like, who's your inspiration? Where do you take this inspiration from to create your own style? Uh, my illustration style? Yeah. Um, geez, I'd like to say all over. Um, there are some really great illustrator illustrators out there, and boy, this kind of caught caught me off guard. <laughs> my let's just go with my my favorite is uh, Raphael Mayani. Phenomenal. Like you, you look at his compositions, you look at his colors. I don't know how he does it. He seems to work awfully fast, but uh, he's always blowing me away. I don't think our work is that similar, but I think um, the more and more I look at it, the more and more I aspire to be better. So if you can just find an illustrator that makes you feel that way, yeah. I'd say go for it. You, you actually do logos as well. Like you, do, you don't just illustration. You do like pretty much everything. Um, but what's your favorite bit? Is it your favorite bit is illustration or is it logos or you just like doing all I think. Sure, I think it was logos for a very long time, and I think there's just something about taking something super complex and boiling it down as, into something simple. Uh, but I think recently it's been illustration. I think both of those are, are things that I excel at that I would be more than happy to, to work on if a, a client reached out. Uh, but illustration is something I've really tried to hone in on uh, and get better at. So for sure, illustration. Cool. I was looking on the, the website earlier as well, and obviously illustrations, obviously your side but going back to logos again sorry um you were you, when you there's a lot of just logos on there um so when a client came, yeah. comes to you would you 
would you do the whole branding as well for them or, and all the rest of it as well? We, we sometimes do. I think um, that is a service that we provide, but for the most part, we have people reaching out to us for logo design, and uh, that's what we excel at. We, we love our process. Um, we do only give one logo concept to our clients. Uh, we're not those people that give three to ten. I think that's yeah. utter nonsense because if you put the work up front, uh, let's let's say 80% of our work is up front before we even begin sketching the logo. Uh, we want to get these clients' goals in mind. We want to make sure we're on the right track um, because if you imagine uh, three targets all in a row and you say you have one minute to hit all three of these bullseyes. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm going to pull back and I'm going to try to shoot all three of those, but I'm not going to get a bullseye on probably any of them. But if you say you have, what did I say, a minute? Yeah. If you have one minute to hit one bullseye, I'm likely going to hit it. So uh, I have more time to focus on one thing that I know I have objectives and I know the client trusts me with. And so uh, that, that's what we do in our philosophy when, it, when we create logos. That's an awesome way of doing it, actually, because it's, it's putting all the quality and, and your, all of your effort into one into one thing as well. If you can present all of, well, a whole business in, in one symbol, you're really like backing that one symbol that you've created. Um, right. And, and at that point, the client should trust you. You know, you've built up a rep- you know, this, this uh, rapport. You've built up this trust. You know, we do mood boards. We do uh, objectives. We have conversations. We, we veer them certain ways, and then maybe we get veered back. And like I said, all this work is done up front. And you know, when you show them the final, there's not going to be any surprises. There's not going to be any like, oh, we weren't expecting that. You know, it's they know what to expect at that point. So yeah, definitely. Have you ever had anyone come back to you and say that that's not what we wanted, even if it is your only chance in one idea? Yeah, yeah. We were batting a thousand until last year this happened, and we we thought, you know, what did we do wrong? And they actually came to us and said, you know, it's it's on us. Right. They didn't they didn't know. Uh, what they were telling us was probably wrong information. They they told us what they thought they they wanted, yeah. and we nailed it. But then they're like, "Oh, you know, we probably told you a whole bunch of things that we probably didn't want." And so at that point, we we went our separate ways. But we still thought of it as as a success because it's one of our favorite logos we've done. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't able to be used, so unfortunately. And that's that's rare as well that you find a client that takes it up on themselves to say that we were wrong. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was, that was, they're still, I mean, they're, they're, they were great clients to work with and we had a, a good time with them, but we obviously weren't the right fit in the end, but that's okay. I see a few, I see a few books as well on, the, on your back shelf there. Is there any design books that you, that are your favorites? Um, my favorite book of all time was gifted to me a few years ago, and that's the uh, Charlie Harper's book uh, com- compiled by uh, Todd Oldham. I think it's called like Illustrated Life or something like that, uh, but it's this real thick book. Um, I didn't even know who Charlie Harper was, you know, five years ago. I, I recognized his work because um, he did work and, and live in Ohio for a while, and uh, so his work is all over the place here. But it wasn't; it didn't resonate with me until I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like he uses tons of geometric shapes too, and oh, his work is beautiful. I want to make work like that. Um, as somebody pointed out to me and said, "Hey, you know, have you ever heard of Charlie Harper? Your work kind of reminds me of his." And when I opened up that book, I started to get teary-eyed, like, oh my goodness, this guy, he gets it. He sees the world like I try to see the world. And I think that really resonated with me. Um, and even one time I illustrated this, uh, oh gosh, armadillo a few years ago. And I thought, yes, I love this armadillo. I love how geometric he is. And then like three months later, I'm flipping through this Charlie Harper book and I'm like, oh my gosh, like Charlie Harper did this armadillo and he's got some similar things that I, that I did. So, um, it made my, my heart melt. Like, all right, 
he, he did an awesome job and I, and I had some similar thoughts. So, yeah. Great minds think alike. That's what, that's what I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's a giant. He's a giant. I'm just on his shoulders. <laughs> well, that's, that's what they say. You, see, you know, step on the shoulders of giants and you'll, you'll get there. You're taller. Um, right. <laughs> so is, it, is that your, that's your like, number one idol? That's, your, that's just someone you look up to as well? Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. Um, what's your favorite thing to illustrate? Uh, animals, hands down. I think it's really hard to do people. I think I've done a, a load of people. Uh, hands are tough, so I try to shy away from that. But uh, people or um, animals, I think, are the best because they've got so many awesome features. You can exaggerate a lot of uh, features. Whereas if you exaggerate a human too much, it kind of looks either grotesque or weird. You know, I like when I illustrate people. I like to shrink their heads in my work, uh, just because I don't like doing facial features. Uh, <laughs> but animals, animals are great. A lot of ge uh, geometry there, a lot of great shapes you can work from, and uh, yeah, definitely a favorite. And so, so much you can do as well with animals. It's not like humans are just sort of one natural figure. Um, True, so many you're right. Types, yeah, and colors as well. So uh, what's your number one design tip? What's your like, number one tip to creators out there? Uh, as far as logo design, I would say when you create a logo, you need to make it um, in a way that everybody in the whole organization can draw it. And this is for, for, not, for people that can't draw. They need to be able to somehow visualize it. So everybody from the CEO to the janitor and everybody in between, you design a logo that just gets inside their headspace and they'll be able to draw it at some point. And then you realize you've made a great logo. You made it simple. But as far as illustration uh, tips, I just think it's good to iterate. It's good to make things better. I think it's good to... Um, Really, really have people that you look up to and say, that's the kind of style I want to work in. You don't necessarily need to copy, but if that's what it, that's what it takes to get better, then by all means, copy. Copy their work over and over again until you feel like it doesn't look like their, uh, their stuff anymore. Uh, don't post your copy work. That's not good. That's not okay. Uh, keep that on your own computer. Uh, but make stuff until it no longer looks like that other person's stuff. It's more like for pra practice, like practice makes perfect. Absolutely, and I don't think a lot of people really focus on the uh, the practice portion. They just feel like I can rip this guy's style off and be okay, and that's that's not okay. We all notice. We all notice. Yeah, definitely. definitely. It's um, it's a fine line as well between like copying and and sort of inspiration as well. That's sometimes it gets a bit risky. Right. Um, but yeah, no, that, that's some great tips there. Um, where can people find you on the internet and say hello? Um, I'm mostly on Twitter. I'm also on Instagram. Both of those are Ben Stafford 86. Um, year I was born, but, um, yeah, benillustrated.com and fxmdw.com is our uh, Fox Meadow creative work. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. Hey, appreciate it, Mark. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Creative Wolf podcast. Thanks to Ben for being on the show. I really appreciate his time and it was awesome chatting to him. There's really, really good tips in here. So if you haven't taken any notes, I would recommend going back and listening again. Ben's definitely given some great advice in this episode. Make sure you go and check out Ben on social media. Say hello, say I sent you. And uh, yeah, subscribe if you haven't already. Leave a review. I really appreciate it. Give it a thumbs up. Share with a friend. All the jazz. Thank you very much. And I'll see you in the next episode.